It's waffle time, everybody. Lord Bold Waffle. Episode five. Is five it? Five whole weeks. Is it? Yeah. Five whole weeks. One to five people have been tuning in <laughs> to listen. Not to including us. Report the news. <laughs> definitely not including us. <laughs> no. No. So, Lord Bold Waffle. To our own podcast. Me and Mike are going to waffle on about this week's film news. Mm-hmm. And telly. And telly. And telly. And trailers. Yeah, all that jazz. Exclusive to telly. Um, Loose rules here because we'll talk about whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, sometimes we might, sometimes we'll just talk about jazz and the hands that go with it, mm-hmm. and the music, jazz flute, jazz flute. Okay, it's a silent jazz. We are waffling on already. Um, James Gunn is the head of the DCU. He's technically the co-head, but I don't know who the other person is, so I'm just going to pretend he doesn't exist. Just James Gunn. Okay. Um. The Guardians are coming to Earth for a holiday extravaganza featuring the face of E.E. himself, Kevin Bacon. We love Kevin Bacon. But not E.E. Not good connection around where not we live. Not terrible where we live, actually. You moved to Vodafone. Sorry, E.E. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania has a trailer. Um, looks good. Yep. We'll go into more detail than that, don't we? That's that's not our recap of it. But <laughs> <laughs> And then this week we watched Barbarian. Which, if we have any American listeners, we know you've had since, like, August. We've only just got it here for some reason. Because August? Literally, yeah, they got it about four months ago. No way. It's probably out on DVD in America, and we've only <laughs> just got it. Uh, so we watched that. And we also watched um, The Stone. I'm the Rock in Black Adam. That's a funny joke. We are going to watch Smile next week as well, so we will talk about that soon. Um, I genuinely was looking at Mike, they're like, the stone. (laughs) How could he have forgotten to bring up Black Adam? We have um, watched most of the new season of Big Mouth, but we'll save that for next week because we haven't watched the last two yet. Yep. Um, So, without further ado, do you want to pick our first topic? Yeah, I want to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, because it's your favourite film. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. Do you want to say why it's your favourite film? I love Baby Groot. Well, no, that's in the second one. I just love it. Yeah, but it's good vibes. Baby Groot. What do you think? Love of... all the music. Love it. But yeah. The... So... What do you think of Big Hench Groot? Before we get going, what a king! I love Hench Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I love Groot in all his forms. Go on. Do you want to give us a rundown of what we see in the trailer? Then? So we have this lovely little minute and a half trailer. Christmas time, Guardians, and they want the what do they go to Kevin Bacon's house because they want Kevin Bacon they to wanna, bring Christmas they joy. They want to cheer Star Lord up because he's sad since Gamora. Yeah, uh, so well, they think Kevin died. Bacon is the answer. Yeah, so they break into Kevin Bacon's There's house. Lots of Christmas lights and fun. Yeah, Kevin and Bacon banner. I think it looks so fun and exciting. It's classified Uplifting. as a Marvel special, like Werewolf by Night was. So it'll probably be about forty-five, fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd think. All the cast are back, apart from I don't think Gamora's back. Zoe Saldana. I think they'll save her for. Actual Guardians Volume 3. She's dead, Mike. Not yet. Yeah, the one that we know is, but remember, Gamora came back, a, a oh, virgin yeah. came back from the past and is out true, there somewhere. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, James, that's what I was going to say. James Gunn has also teased that there will be a huge cameo in it. Oh, really? Which is quite exciting. And we know Cosmo, the space dog, is in it from the credits, which is Fucking a dog, so mint. Love it. We love dogs. Yep. I just think it looks really wholesome and fun and nice. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's just 
think the Guardians deliver that anyway. Yeah. But then uh, with it being Christmas fiends, just, oh, I love it. I think we're going to get a very serious kind of somber film in, in Black Panther Wakanda forever. So I think in two weeks later, it's nice to get a bit of just cheer. Joy. Just, yeah, just big hench The Guardians brew. are the best. Christmas is the best. Shove it all together. If I had one Happy. complaint, there is not a, not a lot of Rocket in the trailer at all. That does make me sad. Where's Rocket? What if Rocket's not there? No, he's in it. He's in the credits, but he's just... I don't think he has a line in the trailer. That is scandalous, to be fair. I don't know why they wouldn't send him on the Kevin Bacon uh, kidnap team. Yeah, he would kidnap I Kevin would trust Bacon. Him, yeah, I'd trust him to kidnap anyone. Yeah, me too. Um, the trailer, to be fair, does have a lot of hench crew to get in the shot. <laughs> I'm Rocky don't fit behind his big hench. shoulders. I'm very intrigued. Well, he was a grumpy teenager last time we saw him, weren't he? Yeah, he was a grumpy teenager in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. And then, oh, like a year has passed, maybe. Now he's a young, he's buff just... adult. Yeah, ripped out his head. Buffing. Um A king. He also looks like he's wearing reindeer antlers at one point, which I'm a big fan of. You just can't be it. Uh, if a, this doesn't deliver, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> on a, the excitement scale of 1 to 10, 1 being you don't want to watch it, 10 being you've just done a poo in your pants because you're so excited, <laughs> what are you on the scale? Um, I've not done a poo. I'm going to do 9.5 because I feel like I'm going to lie in bed at 9, but... Like, Twelve more days. <laughs> <laughs> like it's an advent calendar. An advent like calendar. I'll give it nine point five, but it's not poo worthy. I'm what about it, you? I'm gonna give it an eight. I think it looks nice and festive, but I'm more excited for actual Guardians three. Well, yeah. But no, yeah, I am. I am very excited for it. It's nice just to have new Christmassy stuff. Yeah. You don't always get good new Christmas you films. You don't. Or... I think people are scared of making Christmas films because then people only watch yeah. them once a year, but I think that'd be pretty fun. Well, people going. have tried it before, haven't they? Because Iron Man 3 is obviously kind of a Christmas film because that's set mm. over the holidays. And Hawkeye was... Hawkeye is quite... I see that as the being most festive. Christmassy thing they've done. Yeah. Yeah, so, excited. Yeah. No, I, I think they'll land it. I think it'll be good. And it's James Gunn, um, who obviously links into another piece of news we've got. But I think we should stick with trailers for now. Just go straight cool. to Ant-Man. Go and use synopsis it. Ant-Man? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, last time we saw him, he had saved the world of the Avengers, and he was sitting on some steps with uh, Hope, who had a normal haircut back then, and his daughter, who had a different face back then. Um, <laughs> now, he's happy. Which Everyone loves going him with the in the world. Line. Everyone loves him. Uh, they, they think he's Spider-Man, which probably isn't great, but they love him. And then... His daughter says, we've invented this, and I, I didn't know she was clever or a scientist, so I think maybe Hank Pym has helped her with it. Like yeah, a beacon sure. into the quantum realm, which will act as a signal and people can search for them. And then a little blue ball comes out of it, sucks them all in, and we see a lot of weird stuff going on in there. There's like whole little like tribes and communities living down there, and the big reveal is that also down there, is Kang the Conqueror, who we last saw a version of in the Loki finale, played by Jonathan Majors. Yep. Um, should we start with the recast, the the slightly odd recast? The daughter. The daughter, yeah. So in Avengers Endgame, Cassie. Cassie had obviously aged up five years because Scott had been trapped in the quantum realm for five years. So when he comes out, his daughter's obviously older. So she's played by Emma Furman. And then for this film, they've just recast uh, Emma Furman with Catherine Newton, who has been in um, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, and that one where she turns into Vince Vaughn. Freaky. Freaky. Yeah. Um, and she was in Big Little Lies. Yeah. So she's like a, a more well-known actress. 
but it's an odd decision to bring someone in for like Endgame, one of the biggest films yeah. ever, and then be like, oh yeah, but you're not good enough for Ant Man three. It's a bit tight, right? It's probably mean on the the uh, other actress. It is, and apparently she only found out on social media <gasps> when the other the... girl had been cast, basically. Wow. Yeah, because you assume it's like a done deal that you're going to well, come yeah, back, I think, you? Yeah, I think you'd be... I'm Ant-Man's daughter. I'm well in there, buzzing. Yeah, I, the, the only thing I can think is they're obviously leaning towards doing a Young Avengers with Kate Bishop and Elena Belova and That's I imagine Cathy Lang. random son. Hulk's random son. I think he's called Scar. They'll all be in it. So maybe they just want like, the biggest names of young actress, actors and actresses possible. You might put, you, you could probably put Tom Holland in it. So then you've got like Tom Holland, Florence Pugh, Haley Steinfeld, Catherine Newton. Uh, That's shitty Marvel to do that though. To it's, the, it's, really, it's really tight. Um, and then the other thing I'd like to talk about before we actually talk about our thoughts is uh, Hope's hair. You're really what upset about Hope's there? hair. It's so distractingly bad. I don't think it's a bad haircut. She just doesn't see it. <sighs> Katie's being podcast polite here. <laughs> Because her eyes scream, it's a bad haircut. I don't like her it. Her lips say, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. It's not like whoever's cut her hair's done a bad job of it. It's like visual assault, that haircut. <laughs> Awful. You're very upset about Awful. it, aren't you? Um, she, she's just not had a consistent haircut throughout, has she? Because she had a bob, then long hair, and now... Well, when Mike was going on about the recast, I, was, I assumed he meant hope, because she looks so different. <laughs> 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 I realise. Um, so, I'm really excited for this. Me too. I think it looks really good. I'm really the excited. The poster's mint as well with Kang. Yeah, it is. So good. To see Kang, because in Loki, he was technically he who remained, wasn't he? And he didn't have like his Kang powers yet. And then mm. Sylvie broke the sacred timeline. So yeah. this is now the first version we've met of Kang the Conqueror. He's got a scar down his face. He's in his comic accurate suit. I'm okay. just very excited to see how powerful he is. I'm really excited too. He's I've got new, high hopes for this film. And it's cool that they're introducing a new big bad, but giving him a film to be a baddie in first. Like, we got a glimpse of Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he was mm. never a main villain until Infinity War. So I think it's quite interesting that we're They've still in They've got to like, mix it up a bit, haven't they? Yeah, we're still in the first phase of this. No, no, Ant-Man 2 is the first... Ant-Man 3 is the first film of phase five. Phase five is going to have to pick it up then, isn't it? Yeah, I think Black, I think from phase Black Panther on we'll get and... it'll get um a lot more streamlined and a lot more focused on pushing towards an end goal. I'm hoping Black Panther gives us a nod to the other films in Phase Four as well, make them a bit more cohesive. I think that's the problem is that especially like Doctor Strange and Spider Man, where they both took place mostly in the same city as well, but there was just seemingly no reference to it. Yeah, there was like one throwaway line in Doctor Strange. I just feel like Phase Four's not been as thought out no i agree as well as all the previous phases but i think now they clearly have a plan they've announced all the films you know coming up yeah it's, got, it's exciting isn't it yeah um yeah i think this looks fab i really like um fucking hell my mind's gone blank paul rudd paul rudd yeah i knew you were gonna say paul rudd because who doesn't like paul rudd everyone loves paul rudd but i think he's really good as ant-man he is he's class the only the only thing that ever makes me sad about ant-man is that i would just love to have seen what edgar Wright would have done with it Oh, yeah. The fact that he was on board for so many years and then he cast everyone and then he left like a week before. Why did he leave? Uh, I assume he, the studio just wouldn't give him free reign. Yeah. It'd have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's just because he spent literally years and years with it. Because when they first went to Comic Con to announce they were making an Iron Man movie, Edgar Wright was also there to make an Ant Man movie. And Ant Man just getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And it was finally ready and 
all the scheduling had lined up and everything. It all uh, went tits up. Tits were upwards. Just all tits facing the ceiling everywhere. But in a film where tips are, tits are downwards, let's talk about Barbarian. <laughs> what a good segue. That's that's exceptional. Thanks, babe. We're getting fucking good at this. <laughs> um... <laughs> so, Barbarian. Do you want to do the synopsis or should I? Right, I'll give it a go. So okay. we meet uh, Tess. Yes. She's Tess. And she arrives at her Airbnb and um, Pennywise is at the house. <laughs> Pennywise, the Airbnb clown. And he's like, oh, I've booked it. It's not literally Pennywise, Keith. obviously. She's Keith, yeah, he's just the actress. So Tess knocks on in the pouring rain. She's like, what are you doing here? I've booked this Airbnb. And he's like, no, I've booked it. And he feels sorry for her because it's raining. And she's like, well, where am I supposed to go? There's a convention in town. I can't go anywhere. And he sleeps on the couch and she sleeps in her room. And there's like, weird vibe. You can't decide if Keith's a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. Because or... he was Pennywise. Makes him seem extra weird. Yeah, yeah. Clever casting. Yeah, it is. It is clever casting. And uh, why, why is she seller? I can't remember. So Sorry, I'm not good at the synopsis. She that. comes back the next day. And uh, she does a big fat shit, and then there's no loo roll. <laughs> so she goes looking for loo roll and goes down into the cellar. And then she finds a hidden compartment, like it's a like hidden a string coming rope, out of the wall. And if you pull the rope, it opens a secret door. The door leads down a corridor, and there's a room that's clearly been used for, like, well, horrible stuff. There's a bed and it's a, a bed camera with mattress, and a bucket. Um, blood on the mattress. Um, a camera in the bucket, yeah. And also behind that... So she's shitting herself. There's also, if you open another door at the end of it, it like goes down. It's like a whole little cave system, little tunnel system. So she shits herself, but the cellar door locks and she's trapped there. Then Keith comes back. So um, she's banging on the window of the cellar yeah. and Keith sees her. So Keith he back. comes down and lets her in. And then Keith goes to look and then disappears into it. And he's screaming for help. Because Tess is obviously like, I'm fucking leaving now. And he's like, well, please just wait when I go and look, yeah. just in case I get locked in as mm-hmm. well, basically. So she goes looking after him, finds him. Then this huge woman appears, completely naked. Uh, Keith's screaming. She slams Keith's head against the wall, turning it into a big bowl of Keith mush. Yeah. Um, and then from there, the film kind of just... I don't want to give you like a point by point everything that happens, but that's the we gist of it. We pretty much just told you the full um, first 25 yeah, and, minutes. But then it does a clever thing where it cuts to a completely new character and we learn about him for like 10 minutes and then we find out he's involved with the house and then he gets involved in the scary situation and then we cut again to a kind of villainous character and how he's involved with the house. And yeah, it's clever. It's a really clever story. It's really well told. I think it's a um, a directorial debut by, oh, I think he's called Zach Craggers or Josh Craggers. His last name's definitely Craggers. Mr. Craggers, if you're listening, I can't find my phone, so I can't Google your name. I can only apologize. Um, but it's mint. The performances are mint all around. Uh, my favorite was Justin Long, known for Dodgeball and... Uh. Dyad 4.0 and various other stuff. Um, he plays an awful person. Yeah, Zach Kreger. Zach Kreger. Well done, Zach Kreger. Yeah, Justin Long plays an absolute scumbag of a bloke. He's like an actor who has been char- who's being um, accused of rape by his co-star. So his whole life's falling apart. He owns the house, the Airbnb. Yeah, so he's so, like selling all his assets. Yeah, he needs to go and liquidate some money. over. So he goes there, and then obviously he finds it. He goes down, he finds the 
the dungeon and he this like, is hilarious his whole face drops and then it cuts to it and he's googling whether he can like count a square footage when he's selling it and then he just gets his tape measure out and he's measuring the dungeon really happy because it's extra square yeah, footage and it he says on the google more. search like you can it's frowned upon but you can so he's like yeah, yeah it's, all, it's, it's just absolute, it's so funny because it's such a contrast to yeah, when it's... Tess found the dungeon thing i think that's what i liked about it it's really tense and there's long like kind of five minute scenes and shots where it's just horrifically tense but yeah. there's also really genuinely pretty funny moments that do genuinely surprise you. That was so clever as well because he was such an asshole of a character. But yeah. he just he was not scared in that cellar at all. Even when he found the second part, the, yeah, the he was dungeon, just still chuffed. He was buzzing. Like just thinking about money. Whereas um, any normal person would you would shit yourself. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Going more into spoilers now, and I suppose we've kind of spoiled it from the start, and we didn't warn you. So sorry. Um, <laughs> It's been out in America for ages. If you're listening in a place where it's not been out for ages, we only apo- we can only apologize. Um, the the villain is a woman who, basically, the guy used to own the house would kidnap women, take them into that dungeon room, rape them, get them pregnant, mm. kind of deliver the babies, and then I think he would kill the women. Yeah. And this is impression. one thing that did kind of confuse me because I was thinking, how much time has passed here? Because he would then supposedly also have sex with like the children, the children, and then with the children's children. But that woman must have been at least forty, or maybe she just looks older because she's severely inbred, I suppose. But I think that was the point, right? Yeah. Anyway, there's a horrific scene where she literally breastfeeds Justin Long. Oh, it's which so is bad. Awful. Um, it's just fucking creepy the whole film. But as well, just to jump back really a little bit. Creepy. I didn't obviously rip, rip Keith. That was really sad, but it was so clever because you really you don't think it is him, but I did. I thought it was him. I don't know, like you do, but it's one of those like it was. It was clever little details where, like, when she's looking for a hotel, he says, "Oh, by the way, there's a medical convention on, so I don't know if you'll be able to find a room." He's so like, like too nice. It's isn't him it? giving the information, so yeah. rather than and she's very suspicious. That like, she, she knows, takes which, pictures yeah. of his driving license and stuff. So yeah, she it's does. Really she does good. Everything right up until a spooky dungeon opens, and then she's just like fucking going in. No worries. Well, yeah, she, I think she felt she couldn't leave Keith in good conscience. Tess and um, Justin Long end up meeting though because. After she's killed Keith, we obviously don't know what's happened to Tess. It's been a couple of weeks, and it turns out she's just being kept there. And the woman, the the inbred lady, who I don't think has a name, she's just called she's called Mother. Yeah. In, in the credits and stuff, so Mother is keeping her there, like feeding her. She's like obsessed with babies. Raising her yeah. as a baby, yeah. And obviously, she finds Justin Long. She puts Justin Long in the same dungeon pit type yeah. of thing. It's like a trapdoor, isn't it? Yeah. So then they kind of team up, and they both escape together at one point. And you think Justin Long's changed because he has like a moment where he's like, oh, you know, I don't want to be a bad person, so I'm going to save you. And then they get cornered by the mother on like a roof and there's no way away. He's already shot her at this point as well. Yeah, but that was accidental. Yeah. Um, And so because he knows there's no other way out, he throws Tess off the roof to save himself. Yeah. Um, Because then the Just affirming that he's just a bad person all along and he's just been a good actor. He he didn't care at all. He knows what he's done. Yeah. He knows who he is, but he'll deny it at his dying breath yeah because even when because Tess survives the fall and he goes over and he's like oh I, I had no choice you know you you already kind of slipped if anything it, yeah it's it just, just, just your yeah. fault proper prick 
Uh, great acting, though. Proper good film. It is. It is a great the di- film. The, it's directed really well as well. Like it is. Said. Really cool, really creative shots. Um, just the sequencing of the film is really clever. Yeah, it is. The way you, you get the first big scare and then you just cut back to just in long driving down like a sunny a sunny road, yeah, singing so along clever. to a nice song. Gives you a bit like, is this a new film? Yeah, yeah, we watched it with a couple of friends of ours and one of our mates did say, like, is this a new film? Yeah, sure. <laughs> have, have we come to a series of short films? It was really um, good, though. Really good. I think it's I think it's probably my top ten films of the year. I think it's my favourite horror of the year. Yeah, because it, really, it was a we- it really weird, obviously. Yeah, weird, I think it, um, it, beats, woman. it beats Nope. It beats yeah. Halloween Ends, obviously. Yeah, well, what other yeah. good horror films have there been this year? Have there been any? There must have been. We haven't seen Smile yet. Yeah, we've not seen Smile yet. But I feel like there will have been. Anyway, we'll, um, well, I can't think of one off the top of my head right now, which isn't good. Better than Mr. Harrigan's phone. It's better than that as well. Those are all the horrors I can name right now. My brain doesn't work. I would give it, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, Yeah, yeah, 8.59. And I'm very excited to see what Zach Craig does next, because I think that was a stronger debut as they come, really. If so it was good. his debut, I'm pretty sure it was, but again, cannot find my phone. So just take what I say as Don't check it's his debut. Just let the audience trust me. Okay. We've, built up, we've built up a lot of trust over these five episodes. <laughs> but yeah, smashed it, loved it. We're like their, um, we're like their Google. Or as it's <laughs> pronounced in Big Mouth, Jujul. <laughs> well, um, he wrote it as well. He wrote and directed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, directorial debut. Yeah, see, that's, that's a stronger debut as they come now. That's really yeah. good. I think you get a lot of good horror debuts, like kind of like Ari Aster, who did Hereditary. He wrote mm-hmm. and directed that, and that was his debut. I think it's I think it's a good genre because you can kind of take risks with stuff like that, with the structure, with the the way you set up shots. Yeah. And people will stick with it because people love horrors, and even a bad horror is still watchable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the James Gunn news? Because I've it. put a gun to your head, so you have to talk about it. Oh. 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 Witty. So, so witty. He sounded like Brent the way he said witty. Very witty. I prefer a flan. It's <laughs> a David Brent reference. Oh, Americans, by the way, if there's any listening. Um, your office is bad. It is bad. Not your personal office, whoever's listening. It might be nice. You might work in a lovely office. Maybe. The office, US, is bad. Especially after Michael Scott leaves, it becomes, like, abysmally bad. Andy's an awful character. Small rant over. Um, James <laughs> Give Mike Gunn. abuse on that to Sweet Films Out. Yeah, that Sweet Films Out. Come for us. Um, I'll just reply with David Brent gifts. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, James Gunn is the head of the DCU, which is one of the smartest appointments I think they could have made. Yeah. He, so... DC needs a lot of help at the moment. Yeah, always has, but it does. And James Gunn is a filmmaker who can not only plan something out, he can kind of bring comedy and heart to anything. So, in terms of DC, he's he came on board for the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And so the reason he was working with DC at all was he was one of those victims of people scrolling back through your tweets and finding offensive tweets and getting you cancelled and his tweets were like ruin the movie title by adding one word or something and i think i remember one of them was like he changed three men and a baby to like three men have sex with a baby which oh. is a very vulgar joke oh. but i don't think it's sackable oh 
Well, you it's wouldn't tweet it vulgar. now, would you? No, no, I, I wouldn't tweet it ever, personally. Well, but well, that's the point, isn't it? You like... kind of did do what the hashtag asked. He did ruin that movie <laughs> title. <laughs> I wouldn't say it. Um, so Marvel dropped Lessons him. Learned. And the, all the Guardians cast came out and basically like wrote an open letter and said, we want him back. Fair play, he's made a mistake. But like, this is around the same time Kevin Hart got dropped from hosting the Oscars for controversial past tweets and stuff. I think that at the time as well, there was a lot of cancel culture going on. Yeah, but and... the thing was, it was like neo-Nazis, I think, were the people who pointed it out. So it mm. was there was a whole thing about anyway. Marvel dropped him. Because um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was also supposed to be one of the first films of Phase 4. Oh, right. So then DC immediately were like, right, come and make a film for us. You can make any film at all. Oh. And they were kind of pushing him to do Superman, but he was like, no, I want to do Suicide Squad. So he came on board. He took some characters from the terrible David Ayo one. Kept like um, Margot Robbie on, kept yeah. uh, Jay Courtney and Joel Kinnaman, brought in everyone else, everyone he liked, made a really good film. Yeah. One of the one of the strongest DC ones. And then he made Peacemaker over lockdown, which is a spin-off oh, of a character from that TV series, which I kind of watched half interested and was amazed by how good it was. We should That's watch good. that actually because it is, it's yeah, well good. Yeah, I didn't good. watch it, but yeah. It's genuinely amazing. And then obviously he's gone back to Marvel to do the Guns Holiday Special and round out his trilogy. And then I assume he's cutting ties with Marvel and diving into DC. Oh. So the way it's working is the other guy... That's a big loss for Marvel. Oh, yeah, I think so. The other guy is going to be in charge of, like, kind of the business end of stuff. And James Gunn's going to be in charge of the story end and the, right. the, the overall, like, linked... Um, the, over, the overarching story within that's contained yeah, yeah, yeah. within the smaller films. Um, I just think it's a really clever appointment. Yeah, There's so definitely. many DC characters that need something like that. And also... Well, I think DC is struggling with the long game, aren't they? 100%, They're yeah. just panicking and throwing... This, this, every DC film, they just throw a shitload of characters into it. Yeah. That, But then, like, some, like we watched... We'll not talk about Black Adam yet, but that's a good example of them it doing that. It is a good that. example of it. And also, maybe, like, the smallest ways of linking it to the overarching... Yeah, they don't have a long-term plan and it really shows. Yeah, and if anything, Black Adam kind of felt like a reboot of the universe, which maybe was intentional and I assume was, but you shouldn't be having to reboot your universe at this stage. And also you've got, like, the Batman, which is now in a separate universe. and Yeah, it's confusing. The Joker sequel is also in a separate universe, but not in the Batman universe. There's three universes there straight away. Yeah. Very confusing. It is. Um, So I think... James Gunn will help with that. I think he'll bring the right filmmakers on board for the right projects. Mm. He's really good friends with Edgar Wright. Maybe we'll finally get to see an Edgar Wright superhero film. That would be um, fabulous. I also think he's the sort of head who will just give filmmakers full kind of creative control. I don't. Yeah. I think DC films now will be really... Each one will kind of be distinct and have its own feel. And I think yeah. that might genuinely give Marvel something to think about. Yeah, I Because think especially with Phase 4, they've started really to feel very samey. Oh, yeah. they've got some mint characters, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, loads. And Hopefully this will sort it out. I, I think it will. I think it's going to take time because you say he started the job last week. He's then got to decide which ones come next after the ones that have already been planned and shot because there's still like Aquaman 2 coming out, Shazam 2 coming out, films that he wasn't involved with as far as we know. Mm, yeah, it's true. And, it's a big and job. Flash, so they're all going to make 
plots and plot points that will be mm-hmm. kind of carried over and then he has to decide if he's bringing them on is he dropping them yeah so it's going to be really interesting to see how he does it and also how quickly he starts to have an effect but i think when he when he gets into it and when it gets going it will be really strong yeah i agree and i think it's the right decision for dc they needed someone like him i think marvel will be absolutely quaking in the boots not yet i think if if the first couple of films if the first couple of films that are kind of like james gunn produced come out and are really good and maybe some are like r-rated or 18s well that's another problem with dc yeah like adam should have been an 18 i think or at least a 15 yeah, there was loads of little kids in the cinema when we watched it. Yeah, there was. I mean, fair, some of them were too young. Some yeah, of them it's not appropriate. There was like a three-year-old in there. You can't make a, a proper superhero film. Like you can't have a proper baddie in it when... Let, well, let's go on to Black Adam when we're talking yeah. about it. Um, who's Is it my turn to do plot or your turn to do plot? There was no fucking plot. <laughs> um, in a long, a long time ago, in a place called something... Kanak. 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 Um, there was a, a a a ruler who wanted a ridiculously named material like energium. Was it energium? No, it was like eternium or something. Eternium, that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. give that a second pass. Anyway, um, so the, they're all under rule, and then someone finds a big clump of it, and then just which is a shiny blue object, by the way. Where we that also that doesn't really come back very much. It's no. basically just vibranium. But yep. it does not really come back very much. I'll play a huge role. Yep. Um, this little kid goes off. Uh, he's ready to sacrifice himself. Then he goes to the Shazam wizard, who give him Shazam powers. Then he comes back and kills the ruler, or so we think. But he's lost forever. Flash forward to modern day. The baddies have taken over. Um, what's it called? Kanak. Kanak. Think of they've got like flying bikes right? and stuff because they're just copying it's essentially just wakanda basically <laughs> without being anywhere near as cool but that's kind of what they're going for like well no it's yeah. not is it but it's also like kind of like the people are oppressed and that's not wakanda i suppose but the tech i didn't is, get wakanda vibes from the it. tech is very wakanda did you not think with well the flying yeah bikes? yeah um and i think that's one of the problems with this film is everything in it feels like it's from a different film but anyway so there are people, there's this thing called the crown of something. Kandak. Kandak. There's a crown that has had all the baddies, the bad demons trapped in. Which isn't explained. And that's what the bad group of people are looking for. I watched this on Tuesday, by the way. This isn't me genuinely trying to misremember things for humour. This is me genuinely, genuinely trying my best. And the crown's missing. So this woman explorer and her son and her brother and another man, uh, who is obviously evil from the get-go, are looking for the crown. They find the crown. Then the, the evil guy brings all his all his men in, and then she the, the woman notices that just on the floor is a Shazam lightning bolt and, like, a magic spell. So she says the magic spell, and Black Adam appears and kills everyone, and then the Justice Society of America arrive, and they fight for about 45 minutes, and then they carry on fighting, and then... Uh, Black Adam. Sp- uh, spoilers now. Black Adam is too rageful, and he nearly explodes. And then we learn that his son was the kid in the past who had Black Adam powers, but then his dad was dying or something. So he gave his he gave his Shazam powers to his dad, 
and then his kid immediately got bow and arrowed to death, like literally immediately about five seconds later. Yeah. Um, so Black Adam isn't the savior, is he? Like the, no. the, can, the people can think he is. And then Black Adam killed the evil prince. <laughs> Man, this is an awful, awful recap. Yeah. Um, with his magic powers, but he was rageful, so he blew up too much. And the same thing happens in the modern day. So he surrenders himself to prison. He says Shazam, which turns him back into a normal bloke, which for The Rock is just still massively intimidating. Yeah. They put him in like a prison or he's underwater so he can't speak. Then um, they get the crown, the baddies, and they summon a devil man, which is some awful CGI. And the devil man is too too much for the Justice Society of America. So the they, they, uh, Black Adam breaks out of the jail and goes to the fight. Um, I thought it was poo. It was really bad, yeah. I thought it was, I mean, and I will give it this. We were in one of the worst cinema screens I've ever been in in my life. There was the whole back row was just filled with like 13, 14 year old lads who talked the whole way through yeah, and left with about through. half an hour to go. I'm so glad they left. So they just went in for a chat, thought, nah, we've we've chatted enough now. Let's go. So I, I paid a lot of attention to the third act, but I was slightly distracted through the first and second act. That being said, still, I thought it was poo. It was, it was really bad, especially the third act. Yeah. Um, so there's just so many things. There's so that many feel things copied. that were wrong with this film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everything does feel copied. There's a gesture that they make to like to the people, um, which is like a little triangle with your hands to symbolise mm. like don't worry, which is exa- which is just the same thing as the gesture from the Hunger Games where you well, just three fingers both, up in the air. They're both symbolising like rebellion as well, yeah. aren't they? Um, there was like I said, the bikes and stuff felt very like tech from Wakanda. And then the Justice Society. The Justice Society is oh. Ant Man. When he's in Doctor Giant Strange. Form. Uh, Storm from X-Men, Doctor Strange and well, um, Falcon. And also Ant-Man has the personality of Spider-Man. Yeah, he's, he's quippy and he's supposed to be young, but he looks about 28. So yep. that confused me. But so they I, didn't build up those characters at all. They just, here's the Justice Society. You must like them. That, yeah. watch, watch them have random fight scenes for That's a bit. That's kind of my problem with the film is we spend a lot of time with in the past and there's, then with... there's one point in the film where black adam goes away because he's sulking because he's mm-hmm. been so rageful and he's not he's not on screen for about 20 minutes yeah and we're just with uh hawkman and dr fate who i, I liked both really of them. good they were really the best good. characters of the film i think they were better than black adam and i liked the kid who was always on a skateboard for some reason yeah he was good um, as well even though he's the fact that he just couldn't walk without skateboarding did wind me up towards the end because just just walk yeah. um so many bad things to say about this film. I just genuinely don't even know where to start. Um, there's one point. Just well, let's let, let's just stick with like the Justice Society then. The, okay, let's go, go with the problems with that. The, well, the problem is mainly like a, like I said before, they it's obviously Black Adam's film, mm-hmm. but they take up a massive portion of the film. Yes, and like you said, they're all better than Black Adam. They're all more more interesting, more interesting yeah. characters. I was I was disappointed with Black Adam because I also thought like this is The Rock's passion project. He's wanted to do this for so long. He has ten lines. You don't learn a lot about well, you, you learn a lot about him, but there's not a lot in the performance that no gives the audience anything really. No, there's he's nothing not to fu- he's not to like funny. or dislike. I think they were going for like a Terminator Two thing where he's like a a robot. So he doesn't really understand the so modern well. world, but yeah. also he makes the odd joke, like because the guy does the little kids like, oh, here's a here's a punchline, tell them Black Adam sent you or something, and then yeah. he punches him into space. Um, 
it just doesn't it don't land either because those little jokes that it, he did say in his monotone voice like we were in a really packed cinema screen and not one person even sniggered at it like. yeah and that's another it, thing where i don't I think, think this, dc do that a lot though i was gonna say that's what that was gonna be my point i think tonally this film is all over the place and that is has been the case with a lot of dc films yeah but this one kind of more than anything especially with the characters as well because like you're listening to a bloke sing along to um like a broken hearted love song yeah. in a van and then like his best mate gets thrown off a cliff and is dead like in the same shot and it's, it's like bizarre. oh that was, a, that was a sudden change um black adam kills a lot of people but there's never any gore because clearly they, they wanted it to be a, a 12 so they could make the most money which fair play but then most again films like do that now. it would be really interesting if it was well, I suppose a lot of it is Justice Society versus Black Adam. Mm. But you don't feel like Black Adam's... I mean, obviously, like you said, he has obviously killed a lot of people, but it's not very explicit that yeah. he's causing a lot of damage. And the people of Kandak are like, oh, my God, he's the saviour. There's yeah. only legends about him. He's amazing. So you're kind of like, what's the Justice Society's problem? <laughs> sort of yeah, thing. that's a good you're point. Not on, you're not on anyone's side, really. And he isn't bad enough to make you actually think there's a chance he's going to kill any of the Justice Society members. Yeah, so absolutely. Every fight that they have. Because, again, I would think it's The Rock's passion project. He doesn't yeah. want, don't want to come across as a massive exactly. villain. Even though which would have Adam been is an so much better. Yeah. yeah, like make him, turn him good over a number of films. Interesting in this been one. So much That's better. a baddie. Yeah. Let him kill a couple of B list heroes. Yeah. Not that. Because, I mean, again, spoiler, Pierce Brosnan dies. That added but, nothing. Uh, I. It was quite a good he death, but again, him. if it'd be... Imagine if it was an 18 there was just pure gore all over it. Yeah. Yeah, because he died fighting the devil. and that... So that CGI devil in the third act is one of the worst villains I've ever seen. I genuinely thought Awful. it was a new actor because it, it looks so different. It's a po- it's like She-Hulk bad. So Dr. Fate fights him by himself and kind of does it for about five minutes. Then Hawkman and the Rock... Uh, and Black Adam team up on him, and they beat him in about three minutes. Yeah, like there's no risk or anything. You never, you never for one second worried who's going to win the fight. And that's the that's for every fight scene in the film. It's either Black Adam's going to win or it's going to be a draw if he's fighting any of the other heroes. Yeah, which no worries one's ever me. Ever in any peril. Which really worries me again. If introduced in the post credit scene, obviously Henry Cavill's back. Great, think he's yeah. a great Superman. Think he deserves a better chance. I think with James Gunn on board, they'll finally get Superman right. So. All that's a big tick. What is going to come... We've already had Superman fight Batman, and it was underwhelming. I don't want to watch Superman fight another hero just to end in a draw and then team up and fight a bigger baddie. The problem with a film where two heroes fight is it's always... They'll fight for 90 minutes, then for the next 50 minutes, they'll fight an extra baddie who's been working in the background. Yeah. Just give... If you're going to do it, just give Henry... If you're going to bring him back, give him his own film. Yeah. fighting an actual Superman body. Let him fight Lex Luthor or Brainiac or just anyone. Yeah, give us a bit of character. Give us a backstory. Yeah. Um, that was a shame for the Justice Society as well because, like, yeah, there's absolutely as well. nothing to them. Which yeah, it would have been Fate great good, character. And it's a great yeah. performance. But then from... also, when Do- when Dr. Fate dies, it's like a massive emotional scene. Mm. No one gives a fuck. I, Sorry, I Pierce Brosnan was really good in mm. the film and... Loved it, but it's like a proper emotional scene between him and Hawkman. Is he called Hawkman? Hawk. Hawkman, yeah. Yeah. I call him Hawk Guy, but yeah. Hawkman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep getting mixed up with him. Hawk yeah. Guy and Guy rhymes. Yeah. But yeah, then I feel like they spend loads of time like doing a big emotional scene. Hmm. Also, as well, this massive Marvel copy, I felt, correct me if I'm wrong, comic oh. book wise. But when, um, so Hawkman has this, like, not Hawkman, 
Doctor Fate has this magic helmet mm-hmm. that gets his powers from it, and he like keeps touching his helmet when like the about to fight Black Adam. He's like, oh, there's he only did. one situation yeah. where it works. And he insinuates that Hawkman has to die, mm-hmm. but then he makes does some cheesy line where he dies instead. And it's like yep. a proper big emotional scene. I think no one cares about this character. Yeah, he's had. 15 20 minutes of screen time yeah and we we we'd seen him across all the films share a scene for like 10 minutes share scenes for like maybe 10 minutes of screen time so i got that they were friends but it's not like it's, it wasn't like when, I, when um for a, mo- Iron a Man died yeah or even like which was which was the same situation between him and dr strange that's what they yeah. were doing or, or when black widow dies and it's in front of um jeremy renner and we get to see jeremy renner uh, not jeremy renner hawkeye and we get to see hawkeye's reaction to it because yeah. it's been built up over films There's exactly like a lot of emotional weight to it whereas and i'm not saying i want people... dc to do what marvel do and they have to build it up over films mm. or whatever they don't have to do that but if they're gonna give us a black adam film don't throw literally six main characters in one film yeah i would rather have not because we can't I would we can't rather care have... about the characters the same way because we don't know who they are i would rather have them sacrificed the justice society of america for a proper villain because yeah. it's it, it, the middle act just it proper meanders it's just because it's, they can't fa- decide whether to introduce these new characters mm-hmm. or like they want to give them backstory for future films i'm assuming that's what the, the plan is but then like you said the third act's underwhelming and there's no villain. really underwhelming also the uh the, the, another thing it copies the justice society of america just live in the x-mansion and their magic jet just comes up from the ground like exactly like in the x-men films Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep reeling these off as they pop back into my head because there were so many things that were copied. Also, another I thing that I did just feel thought, like the whole film had pulled different parts from different yeah, no, superhero universes. Yeah, no, I should have wrote, I should have made a note of them because yeah, it was, was loads, so many. loads of them. Also, when he when he comes back for the second time, Black Adam, when he says Shazam and gets his powers back, he's got little golden boots, which actually made me laugh in the cinema because yeah, he didn't have them booties. before and they're very gold. Very booty. Very golden. Bootylicious. Very delicious. <laughs> um, it's also all set in that town that I cannot for the life of me remember the name of. Kandak. Kandak. Yeah. It's all set in Kandak. So it just has to feel really samey. And then as well, she, that lady, what I can't remember what she's called, um, Suicide Squad lady. Amanda Waller. Yeah, has banished him to Kandak forever. So is yes, that, we only ever going to see him. that's the. Yeah, we only ever going to see him in Kandak now because now he's a goodie. He's not going to leave Kandak. Well, that was the that was the weird thing about the post credit scene for me because she sends in a drone because she's only ever seen in the DC universe on drones or iPads or screens because that's just the way it is for some reason. Um and she's like, "Yeah, you're post-covid world. You're trapped in you're 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 only allowed in here." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, you can't tell me where to go." And she's like, "Well, I have a friend who probably could." And he's like, "Oh, I'd like to see this friend try and stop me." And then he does a big smolder because he's the rock. And then Henry Cavill flies it and he's like, hello, Black Adam, we need to talk. How about what? I don't know, he's not done anything. Yeah, I, like it was cool. And I, seeing Henry Cavill back was mint, but I, I don't know what it's teasing other than that Henry Cavill's back. I don't know what the future of Black Adam and Superman's relationship will be. Yeah, I don't get it. And if it's just Because didn't you say as well in so the annoyed. comics, Black Adam should be against Shazam? Yeah, he's Shazam's arch enemy. Yeah. Because they're obviously the Tide, they're both with the same wizards and the the demons and so why they've uh, obviously the rock wants to fight superman because he would rather do that i don't know why i think it's more interesting i also think the fact that because that was good actually the the link to the wizards with in shazam was obviously good because it was obviously the same actor i instantly remembered it from shazam and i thought oh that's good point clap clap well done you've done one thing right and i also thought 
actresses. Visually as well, I actually thought this film was really good. Yeah, yeah. All the characters look really good. Yeah, they did. The costumes design All the really effects cool. were really cool. Costume design across the DC universe, I think, has been really good. Yeah, it has. Really uh, good. But what I was going to say then is, I think seeing Black Adam fight Shazam would be really interesting because it'd be a big punch-up, but then when, say, if Billy Batson, who is Shazam, says Shazam and turns into a kid in front of him, is Black Adam going to be able to fight a kid is it not going to remind him of his own kid who was a hero yeah, that could have been such an there's interesting like, there's a really interesting arc there yeah and instead we're just going to see him punch superman in the face because the rock wants to just punch henry cavill in the face because the two big dudes oh. i mean exactly Levi's is a big dude who plays shazam i don't know why he couldn't get in the big dude club but no your point is that he's not technically a big dude is he yeah a kid? he's not a big name is he but that would have been that, yeah that's such that's a good it, point you is. just made that would have been really good to well, for it to be, and then that could have been why you turned comic book accurate because it's as like, well. You know what? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that could have like my son and fair play. That's only what two films yeah. worth of content. One film as a baddie, one film fighting Shazam, Shazam three. Yeah, he could have been in the post credits of Shazam two. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, get us on the writers' squad. <laughs> it's it's just an odd decision, and it feels like a real. It's an odd film. It's just a wobbler of a film. It's all over the place. It, it's so thin on plot. Nothing, and, and, and honestly, no nothing real happens. Villain. Nothing happens it's in it. It's pretty much all in one shot. Uh, fun plot hole. There's a bit where the kid has a little vent in his bedroom, obviously, for some reason, that he can just use as a getaway shoot. It's like yeah, hidden in drawers. It's incredibly drawers, advanced. Yeah. It's like Michelangelo built it. That's um, <laughs> really cool, yeah. <laughs> and at one point, in front of a bad guy, he goes down this vent, and the bad guy sees him go down it. And rather than go down after himself, he calls him to his, his squad and he's like, get everyone in here, search the building. And at no point does anyone say, well, should we should we check the vent he went down? Yeah, the vent that's Fucking quite large. Idiots. You could jump straight back what straight they, down what it. Are they, is it the first day at soldier school? What are they doing? <laughs> Moral. And then this fucking kid comes out of the vent, which clearly no one has any idea he's in, even though he straight saw it go down. He drops his skateboard. He's got his skateboard. Things, yep. Puts his hood up, Tiny though. little corridors, by the way. <laughs> like, there's absolutely no room to skateboard. It's no advantage. If no. anything, it's weighing him down, carrying it. It is. Um, at the end, a CGI army of the dead rise up, obviously. Terrible. Terrible um, CGI there, yeah. yeah. That bit is quite bad visually. So, positives overall. And the Hawk devil's Man. obviously bad. Oh, devil's awful. The devil is awful. Um, positives. Hawkman, Dr. Fate. I mean, I didn't I didn't dislike Atom Smasher and Cyclone, but... No, I think they I were they were fine characters. They didn't really have anything to do. No, they didn't. They flirted a little bit. I don't yeah, know. I was just going to say, they were like brewing a little romance. And all... They were fine as background yeah. secondary characters, but again, it's just throwing... They've obviously both got their own story that would be really great to get to know, and we don't, we don't know it. So they're introducing them, I suppose, to bring it back in the future. But I just feel like it's a bit backwards the old yeah, it all. They could have just had um, Hawkman and Doctor Fate. Yeah, no, rather than bringing them all in, it wasn't it wasn't necessary. And, and then you again, build that relationship. This would well, yeah, this would have been a good time to maybe bring in like Aquaman or some or yeah. Shazam where they've done a film with them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, again, they missed the mark on that. And with the new characters... Probably spent all the budget in, on The Rock. When are they going to come back? Like, Hawkman's not going to get his own film. Neither Zatan Smasher or Cyclone. Yeah. They're not really doing proper series yet in the DCU where, like, a kind of smaller Marvel character would get his own series. I don't, mm. So I don't really know where they go from that. They're not... And there's now there's the Justice Society. Does the Justice League still exist? I mean, there's so many questions that just aren't answered in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. When it's Black Adam and you know how powerful he is, would you not be like, oh, Justice Society, you sit this one out, can we try and get the Justice League? Like, I've got Superman on the phone, I don't know yeah. if he can fly, he'll be yeah, there quicker just, than you. 
too much going on and it's 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 a shame because none of the characters are getting the screen time and the background yeah that they deserve yeah yeah yeah. because they're all interesting characters they just we can't back them all we don't we don't know fuck all about them yeah no i agree with that completely um i think that's the end of my list of positives costumes are cool that's a positive i liked the kid and i liked his mum yeah i've already said this though like there's not a lot of positives negatives there's no storyline yeah it's boring. It's, it's really just a punch boring. up. Um, rating. Oh. I think it's like a four for me. I was thinking three. I think you four's are notoriously real. harsher than me, but yeah. Four's I'm... really generous. Well, I, and then last week I was nice and gave Halloween ends like a seven, and I've had sleepless nights. So it's <laughs> so fucking bad. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm too harsh. I don't want to fuck it. I'm gonna be fucking harsh. This film was shit. Three. Three. Easily a three. Part of me was thinking two. Wow, wow. Yeah, that is harsh. I'm it's not, gonna, though. Yeah, it's shit. Um, it's only getting a three for the visual, visually. The actors minus The Rock are really good. Uh, the Rock isn't bad in it. He just doesn't he's have He's a boring character yeah. in it. Like, he is yeah. the most boring character in his own film, which is really He doesn't bizarre. have a lot of lines in it, though, either. No, I but I mean, that bizarre. can work in some films, like in Drive. That works perfectly. Yeah, yeah, But true. in this, he... he, he <laughs> I don't think he, he he tells enough with his face, like emotionally yeah, and expressionally. Yeah, just trying to smolder all the time. Yeah. But yeah, it's got a three for the characters, the acting and the potential, I suppose, for where yeah, it could go. Yeah, I think I think potential is definitely a part of it for me. I'm excited to I'm I'm excited and to see getting, what comes yeah. with the Rock, uh, the, the Rock, Black Adam and Superman. Excited to see what comes with James Gunn as the head of DC. I think it's an exciting time for that. Yeah, I think it's got universe. Um, somewhere to go at it yeah exactly and it, that's the problem it hasn't had somewhere to go for so long but um if this is this isn't this wasn't like oh look dc's back on track now this is an eight out of ten or whatever and i know no. that a lot of people are kind of ranting and raving about it but for me it, it just missed the mark i'll be honest uh, yeah i think i've seen it very mixed online I think that, that tends to be the case with DC films. It's very mm. divisive. It has really loyal... I think people want to love them because yeah. the characters are so yeah, good. Yeah, of course. Like... If you've grown up reading these comics, it's hard to yeah. think something isn't exactly what you wanted it to be. But um, They should be good. They should, they should be mint be because it, all the, sto- the stories are there for you in the comics. Yeah, just follow the comics. James Gunn's got it. He'll, he'll do it. And it will just take time. I think four to five years it will start to pick up because... They've just the next the next two years are all projects that have already been filmed and stuff. So and then D, and then James Gunn's got to decide if he wants to carry on with those plot points and oh nightmarish. It's gonna be, be a very he's got a tough job. Then can you say that carry on with the plot points? What fucking plot? Well, yeah, that's true. That's very true. So James Gunn, sort it out, mate. Anyway, I think we've waffled on enough for today, so we will call it a day. Also, happy Halloween! This episode's going out on Halloween. Woo woo! Halloween. This season is over. If you want a fright, go and watch The Rock's acting in Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> and this Thursday, we will be uploading our final spooky film, Scream. And then after that, we're directionless. So let us know what you want us to do. We might interact with us on the Twitter. Sweet like films out. Genre pollock. We haven't done animation yet. We haven't really done a comedy. There's a lot no, to do. No so rom-coms, we will, nothing. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. As Let's always, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, cheers. I have been Mike. I'm Katie. And, um... Good night. Thank you.